Alrighty, alrighty, guys. You are now tuned into the most greatest podcast you ever gonna hear in your lifetime, Zay TV. And this is my second episode, and we're gonna get straight into some things. We're gonna have some fun today. It's nice outside, it's full, the leaves is falling, but it's 90 degrees. Like it was just cold, but it's hot now. So we're gonna get to some things. We're gonna talk about some stuff. We're gonna start off with my first segment of my show titled You Won't Believe This. And we're going to start off talking about R. Kelly. So, the other day, I was just on um, social media, and I seen that Minnesota has issued a warrant for R. Kelly's arrest. And I had to do a double take, like, wait, is it R. Kelly in jail? So, basically, right now, R. Kelly is, like, the story that keeps on, like, giving. And right now, Minnesota is looking to arrest R. Kelly. But the gag is, R. Kelly is already in jail. And basically, Minnesota is late to the club, and they don't know what's going on. And there's also a woman that she met, R. Kelly met her on a boat ride or whatever, and she paid for his bail. And now she's also wanting her money back from him, and she feel like she wasted her money. Like, he scammed her. That's basically what she feel like, and she feel like she wasted her money on R. Kelly. And I just can't believe this. Like, I'm like, this man, R. Kelly is the original scammer. Like, he got so much going on. He got women paying for his bail. This is the second businesswoman that paid for his bail. Like, and he has money. Like, R. Kelly may be broke. He may not have the money he used to have. But he's getting residual checks. His streams is going up. Like, even though we said, oh, yeah, we're canceling R. Kelly, this, that, and the third. His streams still went up on Spotify by 10%. And you can't really cancel someone because... The more we say we canceling this person and we done with this person and all of this, they're still getting, they're still a trending topic. And basically trending is going to make them money. They're already celebrities. It's just going to make us like them more. And I just feel like Minnesota, y'all need to get y'all ish together. Y'all need to um, stay more on the ball. And y'all need to, apparently y'all need to watch TV or check into the internet because everybody knows R. Kelly is in jail right now begging for a laptop. So he could, um, child, I ain't gonna get into it. But everybody know R. Kelly is in jail already, Minnesota. And y'all just need to get it together. All right? Y'all need to move faster, work on y'all judicial system or something. And that's that on that. So basically, my next topic is the rapper Doja Cat. We all know Doja Cat. She makes the, she made the song Mood that went viral on social media. And she now has um, the song Juicy that's out. She released the video, and it's a cool video. You should check it out. So basically, Doja Cat, she's a mixed-race rapper. She's white, half white, half white Jewish, and half black. She kind of resembles, like, Tia and Tamara, who are also biracial. And basically, she caught a lot of backlash from the black community about her boyfriend. So basically, she posted a picture of her boyfriend, and... Her boyfriend is white. And basically, the black community, like, people, black men and women alike were just commenting under her stuff like, oh, my God, you, your body so thick, your body so this, and you chose to give it to a white boy. And basically, they were just coming at her for, like, um, being white. And, I mean, not being white. They wasn't coming at her for being white. They was coming at her for dating a white guy because they feel like she's, she's black. She should be dating a black guy or whatever. And... My opinion on that is, at the end of the day, she's she's um, Doja Cat is biracial and 
she was raised by her white side. Her dad lives in Africa, and she never really met her dad before because he's like an African star, like a dancer or whatever. And he lives over there. She never really got to connect with her black side, her African side. So she, of course, she's gonna be more closer to her white side or whatever. And she dates white men. Maybe that's all she was surrounded by. Maybe that's all she's attracted to. And I respect that. Like, that's what she like. What you like is what you like. I never judge somebody on what they like. And I feel like we as black people, we have to do better. We can't expect her to like black men because that's what the general public of the community is saying that she should do. Like, maybe she likes black men and white men and she's just dating a white man now. Maybe the white man is treating her great. So... I'm just gonna say, like, I don't care who um, Doja dates. I'm not really judgmental on people. You could be gay, you could be straight, you could be bi. I don't really care either way. And I feel like, as a as a black community, we need to stop judging people on who they date and just let it go. But I did see a funny tweet saying he looks like Rick from Degrassi, and he actually does look like Rick from Degrassi. Like, when I seen his picture, all I could imagine was Drake running down the hallways of Degrassi and the gunshot because. He really resembles Rick from Degrassi. Like they should do like a um a celebrity lookalike. Uh, you stole my look because they're really twins. Like crazy. Like he looks like Rick more than she looks like Tia and Tamara. And yeah, that's just leave Doja alone. Let her live her life. Let her be happy. Let her be great. And I see you with your white man, Doja. Be happy. And I I, I seen that the tweets and the stuff was really affecting her, but just ignore you successful keep doing what you gotta do keep the cows moving okay doja and next we have um cash doll so basically cash doll and little kim they had beef a while back when cash doll probably was like 16 maybe 17 and basically cash doll somebody told cash doll that little kim was going on tour in Detroit or whatever. And you know, when you go to, when you're a big celebrity and you go on tour, the local artists open up for you. And I guess she was coming, Little Kim was going to Detroit and someone told Cash Doll that Little Kim didn't want her to tour with her and that Little Kim basically didn't want to be around her. And Cash Doll, being a new artist, believing the people who was around her, she got upset and she was basically like, wow, why Little Kim don't want to, fuck with me like why she don't want to be around me like why she don't want me on tour with her i ain't do nothing little kim and basically cash doll took the social media and she publicly like ranted about little kim and basically she went off on kim and you can only imagine what she said like what would you say if you got into an argument with little kim and basically they had like little kim never really didn't really know about this until like more so on now to like the present time where Cash Doll is now like a big artist and stuff like that. So basically, they seen each other at a fashion week party, and Cash Doll went to talk to Little Kim, and Little Kim was like, "Oh, I like you. I see what you're doing. I like what you're doing in hip hop. You a fly chick, cause you know Little Kim is a fly chick also. So I could see where the respect values were coming. So basically, after she told her that, "Oh, you're a fly chick and all that," Little Kim brought up the thing like Cash Doll brought up doing a song with Little Kim. And Little Kim was like, oh, I mess with you, but I can't mess with you publicly, basically, because you disrespected me publicly. And Cash Doll, being the woman that she is, because she's one of the few rappers in female hip-hop that really likes to do collaborations. Like, she kills all of her collaborations. And basically, she apologized to Little Kim. 
and little kim accepted it and little kim was really unbothered about the whole situation and basically she told cash doll all right you did this to me publicly so would you mind like apologizing publicly and then cash doll she apologized publicly like she kept her word and she apologized privately and publicly and now they're good and i feel like that's a great thing for them to be good because both cash doll and little kim they are great female rappers and i feel like that that collab that they could be making would be great for not only them two but great for hip-hop because we had enough of seeing women bicker it's time for women to actually get together and make great hits because it's not a lot of females in hip-hop and those two females are two of the biggest ones in hip-hop right now and they could set an example set a president for future female rappers and yeah so my next topic and you won't believe this is Nicki Minaj versus DJ Academics so over the past year Academics he's he's a radio personality and over the year he's been like tough on Nicki borderline bullying Nicki and he's been taking a lot of shots at her saying like things like he's glad that she's retiring and that Everyone else was happy that she's retiring. She can't make a solo hit. She can't get a solo hit in 2019. And basically, he was like, writing your own music doesn't matter anymore. Nobody cares that you write your own music. And he took to social media the other day just basically saying that Nicki Minaj put a hit out on his life and that she was threatening him in the DMs. And... I seen the DMs and a lot of people seen the DMs and basically everybody was questioning the DMs because one, in the DMs, he didn't have the video chat option. And with the new way that Instagram works, everyone has the video chat option. So like if you're on social media or whatever and you on Instagram, like you automatically have it. No matter if you had Instagram years ago or if you just get it now, you have the video chat option. So, the screenshots was a little questionable to me. Like, it could look like someone faked it. And I feel like he would, like, he has motive to fake it because he's, like, he's known, but he's not really known, like, on a Charlemagne level. And beefing with Nicki Minaj could really do stuff for his career. It could make his career pop and, like, to be honest. So, I feel like maybe they are doctored, maybe they're not. But I could see why Nicki would write him, like, she has a new man now, and probably her man is in her ear like, oh, stop letting this man disrespect you, even though Nicki probably doesn't care. And I feel like it's warranted. Like, you you cannot be like, everybody's not like Beyonce. Like, you can't keep taking shots at people and not expect them to, like, react. Famous people are people, too. So, basically, you can't keep just saying things about her X, Y, and Z, talking about her, and not expect her to feel away. They see these things, too. Like, they have hashtags in their name, and I'm sure even though they don't want to say they look, celebrities look at their hashtags to see what's going on. And if every five seconds you're saying something negative about Nikki, of course she's going to G-check you. Of course she's going to pull up in them DMs, and anybody would do it because that's hurtful and that's disrespectful to her brand. She's putting time building her brand, and I feel like academics, he just has it out for Nikki, and he needs to let it go. Like At the end of the day, Nikki is a staple in hip-hop. Nicki Minaj is a great rapper and i feel like academics need to just let it go and i feel like he's the reason why things are escalating you only can antagonize a person so much and yes i'm a nikki fan but i would feel this way if it was anybody like you cannot keep antagonizing famous people and expect them not to respond there are people like me and you and at the end of the day academics need to grow up and 
he needs to be man enough to just say, I was wrong, and Nikki, I apologize. But he could still do his job. Like, he could still comment, and he could be fair. Because what I feel like academics is with Nikki, I feel like he's very unfair. Like, he's very anti-Nikki. You can be in the middle. You don't have to be a barb, a stan, but you don't have to be, like, tearing the woman down, like, every time. Like, he gets no points. Like, I hate when men tear a woman down because I feel like, as a man, you should be uplifting a woman. Like, like it's just sad to see. Like, it's sad. One, it's sad to see a black person tear down another black person, but it's really sad to see a black man tear down a black woman. And I feel like he only does this with Nicki Minaj. And it's just sad that it had to go to this level if that really did happen. It's sad that it had to get there. And academics just need to chill out and relax. And... I feel like Nikki, she just needs to focus on her family. Don't get into this. Just raise your family. And let bygones be bygone, Nikki. Like, let it go. You're too big to be arguing with DJ Academics. And, yeah. So, my next topic is, basically, is JT out or not? Like, is it is JT freed or is it still free JT? Like, that's what I want to know because, basically, sources have been saying that JT is out of jail already and that she's free and that she's in these streets and young miami had a countdown saying she would be out in the next 30 days and the 30 days is up so everybody's saying jt is out um even santana rapper santana who is um young miami's friend said that jt is free and i basically want to know is she out what is she doing are we getting the both of the city girls back together because i like young miami but i feel like the city girls are better as two and I feel like JT is the stronger of the two when it comes to rap. And I want JT out. And it's been it's been time. They need to come out with their third album. Was well, it the second album? Because I know one. Oh, yeah, second album because one is a mixtape. And I'm just ready for JT to be free. And, yeah, we need to get rid of this confusion. Because the other day, Young Miami and P was talking. And they was talking as if JT was still in jail. So, I don't know if they're trying to do, like, a surprise. JT is out and come out with songs already. But I feel like just... If JT out, just tell the world. Because I feel like people got really invested with the free JT movement. And they deserve to know that the girl is out. Because we all been, like, waiting for her. I love JT. Period. So, that's that on that. If JT is out, let JT be free. Let her fly. Like the um, Phoenix she is. Then... Two loving hip-hop stars are going at it because allegedly one of them slept with each other's husband. And it's just a lot of mess going on, as loving hip-hop is known for. So basically, Just Britney slept with lovely Mimi's husband, Remy. And this came out of nowhere because if you watch Love & Hip Hop, they both were on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. If you watch Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, you wouldn't even think they knew each other because they were on two totally different seasons. Like, I believe Mimi was on first. And when Lovely Mimi was on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, because that's my show, she was kind of on as um, Tommy's friend. And her role was just a new crazy girl from social media because Lovely Mimi had a lot of followers. So I felt like they was trying to make her like the Cardi of Atlanta. And basically, she was Tommy's friend, and she was always with the pop-off. I believe Lovely Mimi was only on for a season, and then she did, like, an appearance in the next season, but she was only, like, a cast member for one. Then the season after Lovely Mimi, just Britney came on, and she was one of the artists that that was working with Stevie. 
and you know, they worked with Stevie, but they never put out music. So that was basically Lovely Mimi's gig. I mean, not Lovely Mimi, that was basically just Britney's gig. They're both like Asian Americans. They both look, they look very similar, just a little bit. Britney's just more like a little more petite and slimmer. They both have the thick bodies, like, you know, the stripper bodies. I just want to say that. Um, and basically, just lovely Mimi took in just Britney because everybody in Atlanta wasn't messing with just Britney because she, like, she has a reputation for, like, being messy and drama and, like, turning on people. And Mimi took to Instagram just to say that she broke up with her baby father and he lost his family and how, basically, when she went to get her car, she had found orange hair, which just Britney is known for having orange hair. So she said she found the orange hair in the, um, her husband's car and she couldn't believe it. And basically, she said that she had asked just Britney, like, did he try anything with you because you're his type, because you look like me. Like, they both do look alike. And she lied to Mimi. She sat in Mimi's face for a year while she was having sex with her husband. And basically... Mimi pulled up to Just Britney's house to confront her and to get it cracking. And basically, Just Britney, she called the cops and she didn't want that static. She ain't want no smoke with lovely Mimi. And it just went left from there. And I just wish that these two wasn't fighting over a man because I hate when, like, females fight over a man or whatever. Like, there's, like, bigger things going on, but... That's just not any man. So in this case, I'm just, I'm team lovely Mimi because that's not any man. That's her husband, the father of her children. And if she took you in her house because no one was messing with you, why do that to her? Like, why mess with her husband? Why betray her confidence like that? Like, it was just a whack move on just Britney's part. And maybe that's why people aren't messing with you because you do things like that. It's no reason for you to be sleeping with her husband and that's just trifling and it's just unacceptable and basically power is back so that's my next big topic power is back and it's better than ever i don't know if you guys have been watching but basically power is back for its sixth season and it's good we in like we on like episode four right now maybe three and every episode has just been quick paced it's been fast it's been like drama and it's not dragging like i feel like last season dragged so long this season is hitting you like oh this is happening boom 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 and basically everybody's going down everything's coming to an end all the characters are tying in together and everything that was stirred up in um season five is now coming to a head and it's just like going down okay so the big thing with power is that being that it's it's in its final season, which is season six, 50 Cent decided to change it up and put um, Trey songs on the um, the intro song instead of Joe. And basically, the like the fans are just not liking it. The fans don't want to hear it. The fans feel like 50 Y. Like why change the song? Like why not leave the original song? Why not? Why not leave the it's just the big rich town? And why switch it to Trey songs? That's what all the fans were saying. And they was just like, 50 was sick of the fans just like keep coming at him for it. And basically, they, he um changed it back to the old song, which is Joe, the R&B singer from the 90s, early 2000s. And personally, I kind of feel like 
I don't really care either way about which song, but I really feel like the original song is better. The 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 song from season one through season five was way better with Joe, cause I feel like both of them are talented vocally, but Joe is just a pain in his voice when you hear the song, and it's better like it's better themed with the show. Like it goes better with the show. You could tell that Joe was like, like Joe's voice makes you think about like basically the hard times that he's going through or whatever. And he conveys that message. And then the Trey Songz version is more of a happy, upbeat version. And basically, the fans don't want that. They And it doesn't fit the show. I'm not going to lie. The show is more gritty, more grimy, more about the struggle and overcoming it, selling drugs and doing stuff like that and building an empire. And I feel like it does, the Joe song is better. I ain't going to hold you. Because Trey was just a little too happy talking about like he was just hitting high notes. He was sounding like Mariah Carey. And he was happy like he never struggled a day in his life. Like, nobody wanna hear that when you watch Power. When you watch Power, you just ready. You ready for it to go down. You ready to see a drug deal. You ready for somebody to get shot. And if you don't watch Power, I am telling you, watch Power. It is amazing. And if you hear that from me, you should really watch it because one, I am a hater. Like, I'm not gonna hold you. I don't like nothing and I love Power. Like I love Power. It's amazing. And I feel like if you don't watch it, watch it. And 50 Cent, basically, he changed all the um, episodes back to um, the Joe version. So if you want to hear the Trey Songz version of um, This Is A Big Rich Town, you're going to have to go on the internet. You're going to have to go on YouTube and find it. And just let me know which ones you like, which one you like better because I like the original one. And I don't even know why 50 tried to change it. And yeah. So my next topic that I'm going to talk about today is called Reality Bites. So if you know me, you know that I love reality TV. It is my favorite thing other than fried chicken and money. Other than that, reality TV is number third. Oh, no. Fried chicken. Jesus. Fried chicken, money, then reality TV. So basically... The big news in reality TV is that Love & Hip Hop New York, which is the original Love & Hip Hop, is bringing back the OGs. So apparently, Jim Jones and Chrissy is coming back to start um, finish what they already started. And they're also bringing back Emily B, which is Fab's um, wife. Olivia, who was a part of G-Unit. Erica Mena, who came in season two, who is now with Safari. And Samaya Reese, who is basically... Who, Samaya Reese, who was the um, standout star of season one of Love & Hip Hop New York. So basically, what you're going to get is season two of Love & Hip Hop. So basically, you're going to have all these ladies that was once on the show come back to kind of feud with each other, see how each other changed, feud with Yandy, because, you know, Yandy is the staple of New York. And, you know, Yandy and Jimmy used to represent, used to work together, and they fell out due to Chrissy like getting in Jim's business and basically all of that we're gonna see all of that so it's gonna be Yandy and Kim Bella clashing with all of the all of the older people that were once on the show and they it's not like I feel like it's gonna be a good mix because it's not like they're bringing in new people who don't know them all of these people have history together all of these people know each other and it's gonna be good for TV it's gonna be great for TV and everybody's gonna be tuned in because I know I'm gonna be tuned in Cause I want to see what's going on with Jim Jones. I want to see Mama Jones. I love Mama Jones. She started the Mama trend, and I'm always gonna be here for her little dip, dip, dip. Mm, 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 mm. 
I'm a psychotic. Y'all know y'all remember that song, okay? She was she was giving you real R&B rap. She was giving you Nicki before Nicki because Mama Jones had the Chinese bank first. And Mama Jones was like, you call me Nancy Jones. You call me on the phone. You said my son is tripping. Shh, leave him alone. Let me not sing that because Mama Jones don't play about her money, okay? I don't want nobody mama hitting me up talking about why you singing my song on the radio, okay? But yes, Mama Jones and everybody's coming back and I'm so happy and here for it. Of course, you know, Remy Ma and Papoose is also still going to be there and Joe Budden as well. And they're finally going to try to make um, Love and Hip Hop New York great again because, child, it's been boring. It's been dry. And I feel like they're going to like make New York what it once was because it was a time when New York and Atlanta was the best too. And now I kind of feel like Miami is the best right now because Miami is drama is quick and it's fast. LA, I don't know what's Mona, I don't know what's going on with Love and Hip Hop Hollywood because why would you make April and Fizz the main stars and they're the two most boring people of every franchise of like of the whole entire franchise. They're both boring. Like I feel like Atlanta slipped once you let Jocelyn go. Like who would let Jocelyn go? Like I understand you guys were beefing. But Jocelyn is good for TV, Mona. Like, although we don't know what she's saying and we need subtitles, Jocelyn bring the drama, okay? Because she got so many iconic lines. And I think I might do an episode about the top 10 moments of Love and Hip Hop because I was here when she was like, Hey, May, I see you got on your May outfit like you always do. Or, Stevie, I don't got time for your shenanigans. Like, I love Jocelyn. Like, I could sit back and just, like watch videos of her going off on people like when she hit um Carly with the flowers what else Jocelyn did Jocelyn was crazy when she was talking about her furs and how basically Stevie bought her fur and he ain't buy Mimi a fur or that iconic scene when um he proposed to both Jocelyn and Mimi like Jocelyn really has some of the best moments on Love and Hip Hop and people always talk about oh Carly did Love and Hip Hop the best no Jocelyn did Love and Hip Hop she flipped it, dipped it, and pistol whipped it and made it her show. And for that, I'm always going to be Team Puerto Rican Princess. And if Mona making New York great again and bringing back the OGs, she need to bring back my girl Jocelyn. She need to get Kay back in Atlanta, and she need to bring back Erica Dixon, the OGs. Because that's why y'all won that um that little, what was that, a VMA? Was that a VMA? Or uh, MTV Movie Awards? That's why they won that, because the original people, the original Love & Hip Hop Atlanta cast was TV gold, okay? It was just ghetto-ness on steroids. And, yeah, that's that on that. So, my next topic, because I'm ready to get the fuck ASAP, is The Real Black China. So, basically, The Real Black China is Black China show about uh, I'm her family or whatever and that. So, the show has taken over social media. Like, if you want Instagram or Twitter, all you see is Black China and Tokyo Tony. So, basically, the show is about... It follows China in her real life. Because Black China is a celebrity that doesn't really do, like, a lot of interviews. She doesn't do, like, a lot of press. She's really to herself. And people just get stories about her and just flip it. Like, you never actually hear her defending herself or telling her story. So, that's a, that's basically the premise of the show. And during the show, you get to meet, like, all her team, like, Ashton, Jamal, Treasure, who's her best friend. And you get to meet her mom. And you f just follow her relationships. And you just watch to see how China can't keep a relationship in her life, basically. And this show kind of reminds me of the Keisha Cole show. Because 
it's just ghetto fabulous drama everywhere and this show is really taking over social media by like the catchphrases because there's this one scene where her and her mom is going at it in the first episode and it's just tv gold so in that episode basically her mom comes over to see her grandkids in china basically before that china mom was on social media talking about her on live and china wasn't having it and they met and it just went wrong china was talking to her like that was some lady on the street and basically she was like oh um get out my house i don't got time for you to be lying da, da, da. and tokyo tony was like say it again say it again and i'ma rock your world and china was like so rock it then that phrase right there iconic okay because if i was to tell my mother so rock it then my mother will fold me up she will john cena attitude adjustment me rock bottom me veda bomb me like you can't play with i don't know what type of relationship they got but you can't just be talking to your mama like that i wouldn't i'm not brave enough to talk to my mama like that and i'm a grown man okay another phrase that's also popular because in that same argument tokyo tony she yelled i'm ready to get the ASAP. So basically, that phrase took over. So Young Miami and Santana, who are like, Young Miami's a rapper and Santana's a social influencer, social media influencer. They took to this, um to Instagram and they did like a little video of it. And basically it caught on and it got viral. So now everybody's just yelling random things like they ready to get the fuck ASAP. And I'm here for this show. This show is ratchet. It is ghetto. China is just falling out with everybody. Her whole team is quitting. And I'm enjoying it. And keep it going, China, okay? Only thing I don't like is, like, it's on Zeus. Like, China, you could have got a little Viacom spot. You could have got you a little VH1, a little MTV. You ain't have to do Zeus, girl. Like, you, I don't got enough money to keep paying for all these subscriptions, okay? I ain't got the coin to be paying for Zeus. This, that, third, Netflix, Hulu, all of that. No. I just need you to get on Viacom, get you a little VH1 show, get you a little segment on Love and Hip Hop, something. Okay, China? And Tony, I just love you. Keep being yourself, Tokyo Tony. Keep being crazy. Keep yelling because you're TV gold. And yeah. So my next topic is, does anybody watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta? Because basically... Kenya Moore is coming back, and I feel like this is amazing for the show because I don't know why she left. Kenya Moore is my favorite Atlanta housewife because love her or hate her, she brings the drama. And that's what we watch TV for. Like, we watch reality TV for drama. We watch to see who's friends, who's not friends, who's beefing, who's doing this and that. And Kenya brings that. Like, she brings that fire. She gets the energy out of these ladies. Like, she gets them mad. And that's why I love Kenya more. And I feel like bringing her back is good because apparently, like, Nene, she's back. But Nene hasn't been bringing the fire. Like, she hasn't been the Nene of old. She's been, like, kind of chill and relaxed. And I don't want that from Nene. So if that's what she's going to give, yes, bring Kenya back. And Kenya is just coming back to show, like, she has a new baby. She has a husband. She has all the things that basically they bullied her for not having and i'm glad that she gets to come back and show them how i have a baby i have a husband what can you say now like i'm here for this and i love kenya more and i hope this season is going to be just as good as the past season of potomac
So now my next topic is growing up hip hop. So growing up hip hop has expanded um, its franchise and they came to New York and they have a star-studded cast including Ja Rule, his kids, Irv Gotti, his kids, Charlie Baltimore, her daughter, Fat Joe and his son, Kid Capri and his daughter, Vina Love, who I love, Little Mama, Angela Simmons, Jojo Simmons, designer whose favorite flaves daughter, um, ODB son, YDB. Basically, the children of the hip-hop alumni are all there. And I actually enjoyed the show. I feel like it's the best um, out of all of the um, growing up hip-hops, even though I kind of enjoyed the one with um, Pepper from Salt and Pepper. But I like this one because it's more my speed. It's more my style. I understand their lingo. It's, more, it's really New York. And Vina Love is on there. And... I never knew that she was Kid Capri's daughter. Kid Capri is like a famous DJ or whatever. He's one of the first DJs to do it big. And I didn't know that that was her dad. I just thought she was an artist grinding and hustling. Which goes to show that she has been putting in the work over these years. Like, she does a lot of remixes to, um, she samples a lot of R&B songs and makes it her own. And I love her voice. Her voice is so sultry. And she just looks like the girl next door. And she's so beautiful. And I'm just excited that she's on TV so people can see her talent the way I've seen her talent. And, yeah, like, this is going to be a great show. I love her Aunt Medina. Her Aunt Medina is made for TV, okay? I don't know if that's her real aunt or not. It's probably her real aunt. Because who would bring her fake aunt? But keep her around. This lady is funny as heck. She is real. She is ready to pop off at any moment. And... I feel like, why hasn't Medina been on TV? And I'm just liking this season. I also like OD, YDB. He's really funny, and he's a free spirit, and that's good for TV. I like Designer. She's a spitfire. And I feel like they have them a good cast, like a fun cast. And, yeah, it's reminding me of, like, loving hip-hop, Atlanta season one. Like, these people are just real and genuine and you can tell like these are like real stuff that they're going through they're not making up a storyline and i'm here for growing up hip-hop new york i didn't think i was gonna like it but i actually watched the first three episodes and i'm enjoying it all right guys so my next segment is called late to the club love so basically late to the club love if you didn't tune into my first episode is where i just talk about things that i didn't really know about and i found out about and i kind of enjoy so basically I really enjoy, like, I talk about, I really enjoyed, um, Young Thug's new album titled So Much Fun. So, I never really listened to Young Thug, and I never really, like, got into it. Like, I probably listened to, like, his first song, like, Hookah, um, Baby Pass Me the Hookah or whatever, and after that, I just fell off with Young Thug. I didn't like that he was beefing with Lil Wayne, and I kind of didn't like the music that he was putting out. But I actually, I'm actually enjoying his new album titled So Much Fun. It's fun. It's creative. It's like he's switching up his rap. Like he's rapping about new things. He's showing that he's more creative now and that he's like not a new artist no more. He's seasoned and he's not here to play with these new rappers. I'm enjoying his track. Hot is amazing. Okay. And I know you guys know that song. I'm enjoying his track. Um, The London with J. Cole. Like I just feel like. He's getting these, he got this amazing feature with J. Cole. And in this song, he's toe-to-toe with J. Cole. And I feel like he's showing that, yes, I'm a real rapper too. And I enjoyed that. 
and I'm here for it. Like, I'm always here for an artist growing, developing, showing new skills. And I feel like that's exactly what Young Thug is doing. He wants people to take him serious. And he wants to show, yes, I am a hip-hop artist. I'm a rapper. I'm not a singer. I'm not an R&B star. I'm a rapper. And I like that about this um, Young Thug album. And all of the songs are bops. I'm not even going to hold you. Like, I listened to, like, about six songs. But those two are the ones that stuck out to me. I listened to about eight songs, probably. Maybe seven. And I feel like he really did that on each song. He thought about his album. He thought about the process. And he made each song match each other like each song is like they don't they don't exactly sound alike but you could tell is a theme to his album and he really cared about what he was putting out and i enjoyed that and shout outs to young thug shout outs to young money cash money shout outs to everybody in his team because that's a great album another album that i feel like i was late to the club love and artist is ybn corday because i feel like it's so much like of these like ybn people and so much of these like these people, like, I know there's Namir and other people, because I enjoy Namir's music. But YBN Corday, he put out his album, The Lost Boy. And I actually sat down and listened to it. And I felt like um, it was, like, real rap. Like, it was a real, like, album. And that's he, that's not what we getting in hip-hop a lot of days. Like, it's, um, it's, like, he reminds me of, like, a young J. Cole and, like, kind of like Wu-Tang and like he's just in Method Man that's who he reminds me of like he's just real and it's just organic it's lyrical like his songs are really great and I'm really enjoying it he has Anderson Pack on the album Ty Dolla Sign Aaron Ray Meek Mills and just to get that co-sign yeah oh Chance the Rapper just to get that co-sign from Ty Dolla Sign Anderson Pack Meek Mill and Chance the Rapper lets me know that they respect you they respect your talent and that you actually great at what you do. And I enjoyed The Lost Boy. I liked his song, Lost and Found. I like Bad Idea featuring Chance the Rapper. Family Matters is a good track. I love the We Gonna Make It track with Meek Mill. And I also love the Way Back Home song, but I love the Grandma's House skit. It's like, it's just like this album, which is his debut album, is actually amazing. And I feel like people should get to know him. And that's what I gotta force myself into is getting to know new artists because I'm the type of person that really listens to like older artists that I'm comfortable with but I gotta break out of that and actually listen to like new people coming out and which made me pay attention to him is that he made the um double XXL freshman list and his um his double XXL um freestyle or whatever was really good and I'm like nah who is this kid like I was only looking for Baby and Megan when I went to go see it and Rico Nasty and then I was like, oh my God, this kid is dope. Like, who's been hiding him? Like, where has he been? And just check it out. Like, if you got some free time and you want to listen to some new music, check out The Lost Boy. And he's amazing. So basically, this is the end of my second episode. And every week, we talk about the MVP of the week, jerk. And this year, this, I'm like this year, child, like I've been here forever. This year's, I mean, this, today, this week's MVP of the week, not this year, this week's, okay? MVP of the week is one and only, the one and only, let's give it a drum roll. 
This week's MVP is Tokyo Tony. So basically, I'm giving Tokyo Tony the MVP of the week because she's just like nuts. Like, she's great for TV. She's just a grandma that wants to see her kids. And she's the reason why this The Real Black China is actually getting watched, okay? Tokyo Tony is real. And that's basically, I feel like a lot of people are like seeing her as the villain of the show. And like China is the angel. But I really feel like China is antagonizing her mother because she know her mother is very reactionary. And that she's going to get a reaction out of her mom. So I feel like Tony is just doing her job. She's coming to work. She's just shooting her show and living her best life. And basically, she finally got to see her grandkids and hang out with her grandkids because that's all she really wanted. That's why she did the show. And I'm here for Tony. I love Tony. And she can't do no wrong. And one day, I hope that I can interview Miss Tokyo Tony. And all of her ghetto fabulousness, ghetto fabulousness, and all of her self righteousness. Cause I love me a black mother, okay? She is black mother down to the down to the boot, okay? I love Tony. I love her her gap. And on that note, Tokyo Tony is our MVP of the week, and I'm ready to get the fuck ASAP. So. That's my show this week. And if you would like to follow me, you can follow me at underscore Rashamel. That is underscore R-A-S-H-A-M-E-L. And you can follow my radio page at underscore ZTV. That's Z-E-T-V. And yeah, I'll see y'all when I see y'all, okay? You heard? <laughs>